Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Unlock the best of the world with Trafalgar. Book your next vacation with up to 15% off top-selling tours and explore trending worldwide destinations like Portugal, Egypt, Japan, and Italy while enjoying one-of-a-kind experiences along the way. To unlock savings, contact your travel advisor today. Call Trafalgar at 866-513-1995 or visit trafalgar.com slash deals. That's T-R-A-F-A-L-G-A-R dot com slash deals. I created a space where we can celebrate the unsung and the undervalued. A place where we focus on the many talents and influences for women within the culture in hopes to inspire women everywhere to overcome adversity in a male-dominated world. Welcome to Woman in Hip Hop. What's up, everyone? It's your girl, Jackie Bell here for Women in Hip Hop Podcast. And on this show, you know, we focus on the many talents and influence from women within the culture. And today is no exception. We have an amazing guest. Uh, she's one of my favorite singers, rappers, songwriters. And yes, her pen game is impeccable. So we're going to talk about all of that. We are here with the one and only Tink. How are you, Tink? Hey, y'all. Uh, I'm so good. Thank you for that intro. Listen. Yeah. I felt good, Esther. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man, you're welcome. And it's well-deserved. And I mean every word. And we know you got um, the album Pillow Talk is out. We're going to get into that in a minute. But what I do like about this show is just in case some people aren't familiar, which is crazy. Like, where are you guys living under a rock? But <laughs> I like to give people just a little bit of a backstory. And um, off air, we talked about how we both from the Midwest. You're from Chicago. I'm from Detroit. I just want to tap into a little bit of your upbringing. Is that cool? Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, I'm from the Midwest, um, but my name is Tink, and many people know me. Um, I've been making music for a long time. I'm singing, I'm writing, I'm rapping. Um, but yeah, I've been actually releasing albums since 2012. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of my fans, they know me since we were like, you know, young, young teenagers. Um, but yeah, I rap Chicago and um, yeah. So growing up in Chi-Town, yeah. when would you say you realized when you first had this impeccable talent? Like, when did you realize it? Um, I think I knew very early on, like I was in high school, actually, like, you know, I was always involved in like talent shows, dance shows. And um, I was in choir in school and church. I was always just like doing something musical. Mm. Um, I feel like when I gained like my buzz on social media back in 2012, um, I was releasing a lot of freestyles. And um, there was a moment where Chief Keef had like got hold of one of my freestyles, the 300 freestyle, and mm. he tweeted it out to the world. And from that day forward, it kind of like generated this crazy buzz in Chicago. Right. Um, and that was my foot. That was my way in ever since I've been releasing music, you know, just gaining traction off of that moment. Yes, I love that. Shout out to Chief Keep. I know that's right. Shout out to the building. Now, when it comes to your singing, because I always hear like from most singers, which you are that as well. When did you start getting into the vocals, the tunes? When when did when did you tap into that? 
Yeah, so singing was my first love. I grew up in church, so I was singing every Sunday. Um, I knew early when I was a little girl that, you know, singing was my first love. Um, but I feel like it didn't pick up until after the rap kind of like. Ah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of people know me for my rap. That's what I that's what I first started with. Um, but eventually, you know, I got to really show off my my vocals and, yeah. you know, just bring it back. So let's stick to the bars. So I always ask this when it comes to all of my rappers that come on here. Mm -hmm. See your bars. Do you remember the first 16 you ever written? Oh, my God. <laughs> I wish I could recite that first 16. You know, everybody starts somewhere. I remember I was in high school, so it had to have been, you know, something more basic or something more playful. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, in the very beginning, I feel like, you know, it started like a hobby, something fun to do. Mm -hmm. Chicago was taking off with the drill scene. Like, everybody was rapping and I felt like I was really just doing that to to as a hobby, you know what I'm saying? Something fun to do with the culture. Mm -hmm. So I can't remember my first, my first rhyme. I cannot remember it. That's okay. Now, when it comes to <laughs> representation, you know, that's very important. Who yeah. would you say you saw on television or just like in the rap game, music game, they don't care, television, movies, mm -hmm. when you saw yourself, who was that when you was like, you know what, I see myself in her and I want to get into this industry. Who was that for you? You know, I feel like it's Destiny's Child for me. Um, yeah. And to be specific, I feel like Kelly was like the savior for me. Like being a brown girl, mm -hmm. I loved Beyonce. I loved the whole Destiny's Child. But watching Kelly perform, um, you know, watching her stand next to her, it was, it was always like, man, you know, it's room for everybody. And seeing all those shades, mm -hmm. I was like inspired. <laughs> And you know she had that recent interview over there at Hot 97 where she talked about how she was a brown light and people compared her to standing next and to the light. Yes, I felt that interview so much because it's so true. Like, as a darker-skinned woman in the industry, you know, you hear those things often. Um, and so it felt good to hear her, like, you know, really basically stand up for the chocolate girls. And um, she just represents us so well. So I, I love that interview. I love the way she handled that. Period. Yes, I totally agree. Now, since we are talking about inspirations, before we get into Pillow Talk, hip-hop inspirations. Who was that for you on the female side since this is women in hip-hop? Yes. It's always going to be Lauryn Hill for me. The miseducation of Lauryn Hill was such a, um, man, it was so impactful for me because um, I just felt like I could resonate. Even at a young age, she made us all feel like, you know, worth something. So. Lauren Hill definitely gave me like, and she also gave me like that confidence rapping and singing. Mm -hmm. you know, like one of the first people to really bring that to the game. So yeah, Lauren Hill was it for me. I like when you said she kind of showed you a word or something about words because I always quote that line, yeah. like my go-to line when it comes to Lauren Hill, when she said, don't be a hard rock when you really are in jail. Yes, and that's that's why she's so impactful because like her lyrics, if you like dissect them, she was building us up. Mm. So, mm. Absolutely. I so I love that this conversation is building up because we got to talk about how you've been consistent throughout the game. You mentioned 2012 was when you kicked things off from Winter's Diary to Pillow Talk. What keeps you going, baby girl? Because you have been consistent. Honestly, it's really the fans. I have such a such a close connection, um, you know, with the people that listen to me. I feel like it's because they've watched 
watched me grow and they know my story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's the reason that I'm I continue to do it. It's 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 not about anything else. This industry is ruthless. You know what I mean? It's it's not how can I put it? <laughs> I have like my fans are my reason. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it's not about the money, it's not about the clout. I really enjoy helping people. Mm-hmm. And I also enjoy like um I guess giving back in a way. Like when I'm telling you know, when I'm telling someone's story, that's the fulfillment for me. Mm-hmm. You know, watching people really resonate and find healing in it. And I don't know, I feel like I got a duty now mm-hmm. to really um, put on for my girls. Ah, that's exactly what I have here as my notes. Thank you for putting on for the girls. I literally have that. It's it's real. I feel like music is so segregated now. It's like we hear so much of like male rappers. It's male dominated. And I think, you know, it's safe to say that, um, you know, women are just now using their voices more and we're being heard. And I just feel like I'm a part of that militia. You know what I'm trying to say of like female empowerment and, um, I just really take pride in that. I I see that you took pride in this this album Pillow Talk. Can we just talk about some of the, the tracks that's on here? That's my personal faves, and I'm going to ask you what's your personal faves because yeah. uh, Start Off with Going Bad was an amazing track to kick it off with. I love that uh, Switch, of course, and I I love the performance that you did uh, with Switch as well. Uh, but Goofy, <laughs> Goofy. <Okay. laughs> Something about Goofy, when you say resonate with the girls, I think for me, it was almost like I didn't want to resonate with it, but it's so real that I'm like, I have to resonate with this because we all been Goofy at one point. Yeah. I I thought it over before I released the song. I really sat down with my team and I wanted to make sure, you know, I was skeptical. I'm like, I want them to receive it and take it in the right light Mm -hmm. Um, because it is a strong topic. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. You know, to call yourself goofy for a man, it's just, it's very, um, it's just almost too brutally honest. Um, but I think in hindsight, I'm glad that I did, you know, just still put the record out because Pillow Talk, the whole album, is, is it's not supposed to be safe. Mm-hmm. You know, and I didn't want to make a safe album. So, you know, it was good to kind of just expose the truth. It's not always going to be pretty. Mm-mm. <laughs> Well, that's not life. We just talked about how how ugly life can be earlier, you know. So why not keep it real when it when it's in your music? Because you've been doing it thus far, and we know about the woman empowerment. But it's okay to be like, all right, y'all, we all been there. <laughs> we slipped. Up. 
<laughs> and I think people relate to that too. Like, you know, when you just keep it honest, 100%, the good and the bad, yeah. you know, respect, respect that too. Yeah. And then we got Cater, which I love. Of course, we got the, the Destiny Child sample. Um, there was a sample on Goofy as well. No, because I'm hearing it. And I'm like, this reminds me of something. It is. It's actually um, 702. What's the exact song? I, I, I can't tell you the exact song, but it's a 702 sample in there. It's something I'm like, I know this beat. I know this beat. Then I went to the track and I was like, wait, Donnell Jones is. Oh, yeah. Yes, working with Hitmaker, you'll always find like a gem underneath those, you know, the production. So it's 702. Okay. I'm going to find a record. I'm going to tap in and let the people right. know. I know I heard, I said, this is a sample, but the song is on the tip of my tongue. Um, mine, I'm a huge fan of Money Long, just like you. So I love to see the girls collaborating. Amazing record. Thank you. Um, and Money Long, big shout out to her. It was just a pleasure. I just got to always give her her flowers. She's such a great person to work with. Mm. Um, like the, the entire process, it was just so easy and natural. Um, so I really, I really like, Hats off to money for being just a real team player. Yeah, man. You guys feed off of each other pretty well. I love that. Uh, Tusi, the record with Tusi is amazing. Fabulous. I'm a huge fan of Fab. I say he's such an underrated lyricist. He's top five, yeah. arguably. I mean, it's an argument if you don't feel that way, but it's worth the conversation. I love Fab. And um, the last record, I Choose Me. That was it. That 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 song, that right yeah. there, that, that I'm like, took me... In a great one, yeah, that's one of my one of my favorites on the album too. Um, it's it's literally just me singing over a guitar track. Mm. I just one of my most vulnerable songs too. It's like based off a true story, and mm. those are songs that always hit when I'm just being too honest. <laughs> mm. So I broke down my faves. Like I said, the whole album is amazing. Yes, those are some of my faves. What would you say is Tink's favorite songs? on the album? Uh, my favorite record is Ghetto Love featuring G Herbo. Um, yeah, just just because it's it's a Chicago Chicago mm -hmm. collab, it, it, it off back, you know, I'm biased. But no, I think that song just resonates because it's like, I'm telling my truth and I'm telling it from the lady's point of view then having Herb come in and, you know, give a real, a real street, street nigga perspective. We, we appreciate <laughs> <laughs> now you talked about uh working with Hitmaker and pretty much he has his hands on every song on this um album, correct? Correct. It's it's always a few that I kind of do in my in my own process, but um he's definitely overseeing the whole album for sure. Yeah, you guys have great chemistry. Talk to me about you know both being from Chicago and this chemistry and how this all just like works in the studio describe it for me please yeah hitmaker like you said we met um he's from chicago i'm from chicago i met him doing music in the studio um and we just got so much uh so many similar like similarities with each other us being from the career we share a lot of common interests so making music is really fun i think that's the missing ingredient like a lot of people forget you know to have have fun while you're making this music um so it doesn't feel like a a stressful thing um so hitmaker came in and you know when i met him he comes in the studio and he's already got 100 songs ready to go 
And me being from the shy, I, I love to record alone. So it was it was like a process getting to know each other. And he kind of opened my eyes to working with a team, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because I'm so used to putting these albums together with just me and maybe an engineer. So when he comes in, he brings in, you know, there's producers with him. There's uh, there's writers with him. There's people that can actually play the keys behind you if you want. Mm-hmm. It's just a whole it's just a full blown like musical world yes and and I really just appreciated that part um just expanding and growing so it's been right I I really appreciate like the element he brings to you know what I have going so yeah well I mean you was quoted calling him your special friend which we all was like, hmm (laughs) you say y'all have a great working and personal relationship so if you could do some pillow talk, um, is there <laughs> is there any song on the record <laughs> that you would say reminds you of your special friend? If I had to put a song, wow. Pillow Talk is such a dangerous album, though. It's like, man, I'm thinking it would have to be the ghetto love. I was about to say, ghetto love is perfect. <laughs> I'm only crying because it's like the song is it's so true to like any any relationship you're gonna have a a, a ghetto moment or two, you know. So <laughs> whatever you wanna call your situation. Um yeah. but ghetto love feels real because we both from Chicago and yeah you know, understand each other like that. Yeah, y'all speak the same language, same love language. How about that? <laughs> now we now the people know that you were assigned to Tibbling. Um and I love because I've saw past interviews where it seemed like the working relationship obviously is vastly different than what you have with Hitmaker when it comes to like collaborating. Um, are you guys, have you spoken to Timbaland? Because with an album that just came out, is it any like congratulations, sis? I see you working. Like, has there recently been any communication? Yeah, me and Timbaland are actually in good, in good graces. I actually invited him to the studio to hear the album. So um, there's no tension or anything like that. Um, you know, I still got a lot of love for Tim. Yeah. We just had a situation that didn't work out, a business situation that didn't work. Um, but he heard the album. He actually heard Switch before um, we turned it in. And when it dropped, uh, Tim actually went online and gave me a lot of love. He, uh, you mm-hmm. know, he shouted him out and just, just sent the message out to the world. Like, you know, fuck with Tink and you know, it's time for my girl to get hers. Uh, so he showed love, you know what I'm saying? It's it's all love over here. Um, I'm still grateful for the work we did and put in. So mm-hmm. we're in a great space. I love that. I love to play such a legend. Uh, speaking of the work that you guys did, it, you do own your own catalog. Yes, ma'am. That's, oh. a, real, that's a big deal. <laughs> Absolutely. Talk to me about the importance of ownership. Oh my God. It's so important. You know why? It's like, we don't, we don't look at it. It's not important right now, but it matters later. And that's why some people, you know, it's easy to like get tripped up because um, it won't make a difference until you're like 40 years in or mm-hmm. when your kids, kids are having kids. Um, but it, it, it really is it's me being independent. Once I got freed from being under a label, I tightened up all my work behind the scenes and, um, I have control over my master. So that means that every record that I release, I'll be paid for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. um, with nobody in the middle of, you know, my earnings. 
Um, so like I say, for anybody that's an artist, it may not have value right now, but the bigger you grow and, you know, if you continue to keep working, it's going to be so much more valuable if you hold on to it later on. I love that. I love that. Now, with the ownership, with your catalog, is this including the music that you did with Timberland? Well, outside of those records, we didn't get to release it much. So right. it may maybe a few. Okay. Um, that was kind of like the beauty of it. I, I got to keep my masters and one, once I was released, you know, all of it. Wow, I love that. Okay, so I mean, because I'm thinking about the song, because I know, unfortunately, the album never came out with Tim, but mm. there was a lot of songs and collabs. Uh, was there any that we never heard that we will hear, you think? Man, we would have to call Timberland. Okay, okay, that's fair. Timberland, let them loose. Okay, so what about, we may not hear them. Say it again, T. I said, I think of those records to this day and wonder, like, you know, what's what can we do with them? But um, they're like I say, they those belong to Timberland. So we talk to talk to Big Tim. Okay, <laughs> so that conversation gonna be coming soon. Any collabs that you did do that you would love? For if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's. Us to hear that we don't know about because you worked with some amazing artists and he had the pull for you to work with just about anybody who you collab with that we haven't heard um i feel like the biggest song was moving bass and he actually premiered it online he premiered it actually not online but we went to the breakfast club Mm -hmm. so there's like a reference track floating around it's not the official you know there's like a radio track from what they recorded, but it's moving bass and it features me, Jay Z, and Rick Ross. Mm-hmm. That might have been the heaviest, heaviest song I ever, you know, recorded. Um, but yeah, it's a, there's a track floating. It's on the, it's on, it's on YouTube. But um, I would love for that song to come out, you know, just to get to work with the legendary Jay Z. Yeah, and, you know what I mean. It that was that was very big for me. Um, an honor, you know. For sure. I heard the record. It's amazing. And I know it's definitely out there on YouTube. So y'all go check it out. Rick Ross, Jay-Z, Ting, um, Moving Bass. But it hasn't officially been out. So you would love for it to officially um, come out. Absolutely. I think who doesn't want a record with Jay-Z, you know, in the catalog? How was that working process? Were y'all actually in the studio together? No, so I think that's where the confusion came in because the song was actually Ross and Jay-Z's and uh, me working with Timbaland, he would always just play records and ask me to write verses. And uh, so he left me with both of their verses and I kind of went in and constructed a song around it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And did, did Rick Ross have an issue with that? Was that was that the thing? Yeah, and I, I don't want to touch on it too much because okay. it's it's a past thing, but um, it's just business, you know, because we didn't clear it. Okay. Any artist, you know, they would kind of want to double check and make sure I things know. are clear up. But um, like I said, that was a past thing. We've all learned from the situation mm-hmm. over here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, here we oh, are. It's all love over there. I love that. Now, can we just talk your uh, 2015 freshman class? Because... I feel like 
when I look at that cover and I see women like you and Dej Loaf, and I remember the following year, there was no one. In it. And then we fast forward, here we are in 2022. And it's like this real influx of just like female rappers that are really killing it. Um, can you speak to that? As like, how do you feel about the current state of female rap? Man, the current state is so inspiring to me. I just feel like women as a whole, we're finding we're finding ways to really run the game and and also just seeing women collaborating more that that's like everything that you know is needed mm -hmm. um, but I also feel like we still have like ways to go it's it's still like women are allowed to be in the game but it's also very um how do you put it the box is very narrow mm. love to see you know women of all sizes women of all colors, um, you know what I'm trying to say, women of all shapes. Yeah. I feel like the industry has to, you know, a few more doors we, we still trying to break down, but all in all, it's good to see more of us, mm -hmm. um, even more representation. Yeah, I, and I love that you said that because I remember your freestyle um, with the 2015, uh, with XXL, the freshman cover, and you, talked, you tapped in a little bit into like colorism. A little mm -hmm. bit like if I was, you know, light skinned and maybe this would be, can you, do you feel like that's something that you had to constantly struggle with since being in this industry? Because you're so young now and when you got here, you were what, what age? So to yeah, maybe 18, 17. And um, I have a lot of friends that are all kinds of colors. My mother is super light, but I just feel like the conversation on colorism is like people almost, I've heard people say they don't even think that's a real thing. I'm like, oh no, that's a real thing. So to hear you tap into that, I was like, thank you, because it's a real thing. Absolutely, it, and it's very real for me. Um, mm -hmm. Like I say, I've just watched the game for a while, and um, we notice it even even in, in in today's. It's like in today's time, I, I can name you a lot of very talented rap females that may be a darker shade that don't get the the proper shine or chance. Um, I just think, you know, women, we, we just stop complaining about it, you know, and that doesn't make it right. It's just something that we've learned to like work hard and work past. But um, like I said, that's why I'm hoping for more inclusion because it is harder for women. And a lot of us are very talented, but there's like the stigma of what a female rapper should look like. And that's, that's the way her body should be built. That's, color her skin the clothes type of clothes she should wear you know so i feel like we got to get past those stereotypes and like you know break down that that barrier that's holding a lot of talent back mm, thanks for saying that yeah and i respect all the girls doing whatever they want to do whether it be if you want to look a certain way whether it's tap into surgery if that's your thing that's your thing but if a woman wants to be naturally themselves i also feel like that needs to be embrace as well so shout out to women like yourself coyla ray uh glorilla glorilla says she's thick and she don't care what y'all think about it. that's right that's the <laughs> ultimate confidence you know any yeah. sure. yes if i want to i want to talk to you real quick because it just hit me when i mentioned coyla ray i know this is something that just recently was talked about when it comes to the controversy with um a lot of songs being leaked and artists and I know you're an artist and a songwriter and I know Cola Ray was saying you know she 
writes her own lyrics, but like how things really go down in the studio. She was like, a lot of us is ignorant. Y'all really don't know, you know, when you hear a reference track, once I get it, I make it my own and I can like recreate it. And as a yeah. songwriter, I just kind of want you to speak to that for the people that don't know what really goes down in the studio. Yeah, so, I mean, she's not lying about anything. It's, it's, it's more so, I think. So when a song is made, a lot of times people will take different pieces that they like from, from a writer. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that can be the hook. Sometimes that will be the verse. Sometimes it'll just be a cadence. Um, but a lot of the songs they're made, you know, they come from a team of people. So that's why when you see like the writer credits, you'll notice there's about 10 names. Um, and that's been going on for forever. So I don't think, you know, I don't think it's so much a problem. I think it's just when people just kind of like lie about it. And unfortunately, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to throw nobody under no bus because mm -hmm. this is the entertainment industry. People are lying about a lot. Um, <laughs> but I, when it comes to rap, you know, I'm still very much a fan of being honest about your pen. And it's okay now. You know, I don't think people should feel bad about saying, you know, I, I, I got a verse, me and so-and-so collabed. Um, the only problem is just when you stand on something that's not yours. So... You know, you just got to keep it 100. And I feel like we had a space now in music where people don't give a fuck no more. And it's OK. You know, I know a lot of the bigger names in music. I won't even say, but male men are getting help. You know, it's not a problem for a lot of the men. Um, yeah. And they and they they'll tell you the writers, they'll be like they'll write their name and their records. And, you know, it's just not an issue. But when it comes to women, they put a microscope on us. So and I was yeah, so much. Yeah, I, I would just say, you know, just to be honest about it. So it don't even come back in to haunt you. I feel like it's an unfair conversation because it's always the magnifying glass on women. When you look at any other rappers, all mm -hmm. the rappers, you see it. I was just listening to a Jay-Z song. And I was like, oh, my God, it's one of my favorite songs. And I went to the credits and it was like 10 names on there. And it's like that doesn't discredit him. But that's never a conversation that you hear on the male counterparts, it's only for the women. Yeah, Jay may be the one, he he may be the 1% that does write everything. There, there are some rappers that really do write everything. And sometimes they'll put the sample, the person that samples name in the credits, but I know Jay-Z is like one of the very few. Um, but again, it's not an issue. I don't think it's an issue like right. you used to. So it shouldn't, you shouldn't feel bad if somebody is collabing with you on a, on a, um, on a verse. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So thanks for clearing that up, Miss Songwriter, singer, <laughs> rapper. Okay, so as we wrap this up, this is my confessional hour. So it's just five questions. It usually warrant one word answers really gotcha. quick. Like flash okay. segment. Okay. If you was to do a lady night version, ladies night version, who would your collaboration be? It's five artists on there, I guess, including yourself. So give me four. Yeah. Okay, it would be me. <laughs> I'm doing, can I do an R&B collab? You could do any, yep. R&B, sing. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. A rapper, yep. Summer Walker, uh-oh. Mm -hmm. Me, 
Summer Walker, mm-hmm. um, Glorilla, Nicki Minaj, SZA. Ooh, I'm buying that off rip. Can we make it happen, hit maker? Everyone go. All flavors, all voices, tones. <laughs> that would be so killer. Okay, dream collaboration. Drake. Ooh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Favorite um, collaboration so far? My favorite. Um, me and Jeremiah, don't tell nobody. Legend. Favorite. Will always be a favorite to perform. Mm. Don't. <laughs> Legendary. Yes. Okay. Biggest pet peeve. What is it that Tink absolutely hates? Mm. My biggest pet peeve. Um. I'm going to just say my biggest pet peeve is not being on time. (laughs) I'm such a punctual person. I get anxiety if I'm like five minutes late. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I like everything on time. My man got to be on time. Everything got to run like clockwork. (laughs) What's your zodiac sign? A Pisces. Okay. Okay. What is that a Pisces thing? I'm going to look into that. (laughs) Okay. Favorite. Favorite in order, singing, rapping, or songwriting? Number one, um, singing. Two, songwriting. Three is rapping. Ooh, okay, wow. Okay, okay. One word to describe pillow talk. Sultry, seductive. That's two, but can I get two? (laughs) I'll take them both. (laughs) I'll take them both. Sultry and seductive. I love that. So thank you so much for this interview. This is the end of this interview. I had so much fun kicking it with you. You are an amazing talent. Um, whatever I can do to support you moving forward, I am here. I will be screaming your name at the mountaintops. Like, make sure y'all support Teague. She is the real deal. In any room I'm in where they're talking about who got now, who had it then, who got it now, I'm definitely gonna be screaming Tink. So no, I because I need you out here in this in this game. So thank you. <laughs> and again, thank you for putting on for the girls. It's it's so needed and it's so respected and it's so loved. So continue doing great things. I will. I got you, Jasmine. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Sage. We'll talk soon, okay? Thank you. Have a good one, guys. created a space where we can celebrate the unsung and the undervalued. A place where we focus on the many talents and influences for women within the culture in hopes to inspire women everywhere to overcome adversity in a male-dominated world. Welcome to Woman in Hip Hop. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. 
and don't even get me started on the music, Pam offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.